Welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. I am your host, David Kowalski. It is Thursday, August 22nd, 2013. I hope everyone is doing well this evening. I have to apologize for our uh, start and delay. Um, it is all the fault of the weather. Um, we are here in Florida and we have crazy storms, thunder, lightning, flooding, inches of rain in five minutes. One of those wonderful things. Um, and uh, yes, I'm going to point the finger this time at Mother Nature. Um, yet again, that's creating that created the delay. And I appreciate all of you that are listening uh, live that have hung out and waited for us to go live. Um, tonight, I am very excited to introduce um, at the premiere of If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf, the audio version, uh, which we'll be playing uh, shortly. Um, I was asked uh, by the authors and publisher of the book to be the narrator uh, for If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf. And uh, so this is going to be the first uh, time that uh, audio version is going to be aired um, this evening. Then after uh, we air the episode of If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf, um, or say the audio reading of If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf, uh, we're going to start talking about cannabis and kids. Um, and so a very large uh, topic. Um, I tried getting some people on with us this evening, but uh, because of my traveling and back and forth, and we're just getting settled in here, so it's going to be me. But uh, there's so many different aspects of cannabis and kids, so I'm going to kind of touch on uh, lots of different points um, for later discussion on different episodes about how um, the world of cannabis interacts with children, uh, pros and cons of certain things. Um, the benefits of medicinal values as well as um, talking with your children um, about cannabis, about marijuana. Um, we're all going to do all that uh, within the next hour. We're actually going to run the show for the full typical 50-60 minutes it goes um, until I run out of steam uh, this evening. And uh, we're all going to be back and uh, we're going to get the uh, If Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf uh, queued up and uh, We'll be back in just a few minutes um, with uh, the audio version, the premiere of the audio version of If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf, uh, followed by our discussion of cannabis and kids. Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. I'm your host, David Kowalski. Tonight, the premiere of the audio version or the audio book of If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf. Um, we have it queued up and ready to go. Um, and we are going to roll into that now. If a Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf, written by Morgan Carmen, illustrated by Geneva Carmen, narrated by David Kowalski. Authors note, I have always been taught that knowledge is the key. In order to succeed, you have to be able to decipher fact from fiction. This is why I feel it is so necessary to bring this to the forefront and teach our youth that medical marijuana, and marijuana in general, is not a drug. It is not manufactured in a lab by scientists, 
nor does it have side effects that prescription drugs do. I myself am 17 and suffer from social anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. And I find it appalling that prescription medications are handed out to kids like candy, only to be recalled a few months later. Yet here's a plant that is naturally grown and is being completely overlooked for its medicinal qualities based on a bad reputation it's accumulated from overhyped media on medical marijuana, which have created an image for the typical stoner. Like any other stereotype, there are certain people who will fall into it more than others. But from what I have seen, more often than not, medical marijuana patients break the stereotype of the typical stoner. More now than ever, people are turning to cannabis to help them, and I believe instead of hiding it, we should engage in conversation and openly discuss medical marijuana amongst ourselves and our youth. There are so many uses for this magical plant, and the benefits are endless. If a peacock finds a pot leaf. One day, Peter the peacock was feeling a little sad, so he decided to take a walk. But today was different because as he was going for his walk, he discovered a strange leaf in his path and wondered what it was. He scooped it up in his beak and carried it off with him to find his friend Benjamin Beaver. He walked up to Benjamin Beaver and asked what the unusual leaf he'd found was. Benjamin told him it was known as medical marijuana, or cannabis, and it was a very useful medicinal plant that he himself, in fact, used to help him with his chronic pain from working so hard on his dam. He also told Peter of how he used the hemp plants to build the dam instead of cutting down trees, and it was helping save the other animals' environment. There are so many uses, Benjamin assured Peter. Ask anyone, you'll see. Peter thanked Benjamin for the information and headed down the path, hoping to find more information about medical marijuana. After he passed the river, Peter came across an old owl sitting on the branch with a small white stick hanging out of her beak. She told him her name was Ophelia and that she had glaucoma which hurt her eyes and made it hard to catch food at night. Then she explained that rolled in the stick was medical marijuana. I'm so thankful now that I have medical marijuana. I don't know where I would be without it, Ophelia admitted. Peter said goodbye and continued on his path. Soon enough, along came a spider that dropped down from her web. Hello, darling. My name is Scarlet. I've been working very hard weaving this web, and I've been waiting for someone to come admire it with me. Not long ago, I suffered from such awful migraine headaches that I couldn't bear to even think of spinning such an intricate web, Scarlet confessed. Well, what changed? Peter asked. I started vaporizing with medical marijuana. And now look at my web. I gazed at her masterpiece. It really is something, Scarlet, but I should get going. And with that, Peter was back on his way. Not too long after meeting Scarlet, Peter stumbled upon a curious creature. I'm Cletus the camel, he announced. Wow, I have never seen a camel in the forest before. Where are you headed? Peter asked. I was just taking a walk to choose some medical marijuana stems so I can eat at my family's reunion. They say it's a side effect to medical marijuana, that it increases your appetite. But when you can't seem to get hungry on your own, it is very helpful to have. And as for dry mouth, I've got that covered, Cletus says, looking at the two humps on his back that store water. Well, I'm finally hungry. Better get home. They exchanged goodbyes and Peter was back on his journey. Peter came across the clearing 
right before his house and decided to stop at the rhino ranch he'd passed many times. He was greeted by an older rhino that he later learned was named Rocco. Rocco had once been a strong, healthy rhino until he was diagnosed with cancer. Rocco told Peter of how he had to undergo a harsh process called chemotherapy that left him feeling constantly nauseous. The doctors tried to treat it with prescription drugs, but nothing helped until he was recommended to smoke medical marijuana. It was finally something that worked without the side effects of harmful prescription drugs. Peter promised to return to the Rhino Ranch, said goodbye, and was back on his way home. He stopped as he walked past his neighbor's house, the four Rasta pigs. They were known medical marijuana patients, but Peter didn't actually know why they needed it, so he decided to stop by and ask. He knocked on the door. Who's there, mon? One of the pigs called from behind the door. Hello, I'm Peter the Peacock from next door. They quickly opened the door and snatched Peter in. What can we do for you, mon? The four Rasta pigs said in unison. Well, actually, I was just wondering why you need medical marijuana. I've ran into so many creatures today that it helps. I was curious how you became patients, Peter replied. The four Rasta pigs took turns telling Peter of how they'd been losing sleep ever since the wolf moved in down the street. Eventually, they went to a doctor and found out they had insomnia. Their doctor recommended medical marijuana because it was natural and wouldn't harm their bodies, but it would help them sleep. Peter thanked the four Rasta pigs for answering his questions and said goodbye. As he was pushed out the door, a very frantic-looking rabbit hopped up and Peter heard him say, Oh no, my doctor's appointment was 30 minutes ago. I'm late. Peter wobbled over to the mysterious rabbit. Hello, Mr. Rabbit. Are you lost? Peter asked. Oh, no, no. My name is Rupert. I'm not lost. I'm just late. Very late. I'm on my way to get my medical marijuana license to help with my anxiety. Wow, medical marijuana helps with anxiety too, Peter exclaimed. It sure does, but I better be going. Don't want to keep the doctor waiting, Rupert said as he hopped off, and Peter thought of all the different creatures he'd come across that he never would have suspected were medical marijuana patients. He was amazed by the array of conditions it helped and wondered if it could help him too. As Peter watched Rupert the Rabbit hop off to the medical marijuana clinic, he thought of how depressed he'd been lately and decided to talk to the doctor to see if medical marijuana could help him feel better. It would be natural, like the four Rasta pigs mentioned, and it wouldn't have all the side effects of prescription drugs for depression. Peter gets his medical marijuana license, tries it, and finally he feels so much better. With a smile on his face, he fans out his colorful wings and shows off his beautiful feathers. Peter has found a natural way to feel okay, and he is happy again, thanks to medical marijuana. Well, that was... uh the audio version of If a Peacock Finds a Potleaf, uh, written by Morgan Carmen, a 17-year-old author illustrated by her mother, Geneva Carmen. Uh, they were guests on uh, our show a few months ago. Uh, you can go to our podcast and download the episode or go to cannetradio.com uh, and find uh, previous, uh, previous episodes of Cannabis Network Radio there as well. Speaking of podcasts and things like that, um, I would like to thank everybody for supporting and 
uh, listening and downloading and all the efforts that people take to uh, listen to our show. Um, we really need ratings on iTunes, so uh, if you can take a minute of your time and search us on uh, iTunes and uh, give us a rating, write a review on us, that would be greatly appreciated. We are currently sitting at number seven on uh, in podcasts on iTunes, and uh, we're averaging close to about 2,000 downloads a week um, on our podcast, so thank you everyone for your support. And uh, we are actually now um, going to be opening up opportunities for sponsorship and advertisers on our website and on our show as well. If you are interested in advertising or sponsoring a show or shows or whatnot on Cannabis Network Radio, uh, please go ahead and check us out and send us a message. Uh, you can send it to me, david at cannetradio.com. Um, and we can go ahead and uh, talk about it. And we need your support uh, to keep us running here. Um, and to keep this show going without your support, none of this would be possible. And I'd also like to thank my support staff here, our audio technical guy, Justin. Thank you very much for everything. And our producer, Ed, uh, thank you both for all of your efforts and hard work that you do here, uh, with Cannabis Network Radio. Thank you. So <coughs> once we get back from this, uh, short break, we're going to get into the discussion of cannabis and kids. Uh, to chat with us live, uh, you can go to cannetradio.com, click the chat button, jump into the chat room, uh, give your feedback, uh, ask any questions you want. Um, we're not going to focus on any one specific area of cannabis and kids. Um, I'm going to touch on a bunch of different topics. Um, so stay tuned uh, when we get back from this song uh, while we jump into the discussion of cannabis and kids here on Cannabis Network Radio. Welcome back. You know, I'm actually feeling kind of exhausted. It's been a, you know, that that trip to Seattle, like that, like back and forth cross country kind of thing. Like, and then when when I get there, you know, I hit the ground, like go 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 go. I'm still kind of recovering from, uh, you know, the the whirlwind of. I didn't get there till one o'clock in the morning, uh, Friday morning or Thursday night, whatever you want to look at it, which is like four o'clock in the morning here in east coast then i was out like by nine thirty in the morning like at, on site at, at hemfest and then i was there all day and then out to like 11 o'clock at night got back crashed out woke up the next morning did the whole thing again out all day on my feet talking to people all day long it was crazy i know it sounds like i'm talking like crazy to myself i'm actually looking at other people and talking to them so that's why it sounds like i'm having a conversation with someone because i really am <laughs> so no you're not <laughs> thanks justin <laughs> there's a um, wall between all of us <laughs> yeah it's a wall of of computer screens and uh whatever broadcasting equipment and nonsense like that um but yeah and then you know i got the red eye back home and 
uh, just wow it just i think it's kind of catching up with me and uh i'm ready to like sleep for a couple <laughs> couple days so but nonetheless so this one time at hemfest i think that's going to be like a new thing. I, th- I think that should be a t-shirt this is one time at hemfest dot 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 exactly it's like no doubt um i i have to actually just say one more time i need to thank everybody everybody um at the seattle hunt fest for for everything uh for welcoming uh cannabis network radio cannabis information network me um for you know hosting us for you know everything hospitality uh thank you again uh, thank you, Vivian, for all that uh, you do uh, for making Seattle Hunt Fest a possibility. So, cannabis and kids. And I know that all that are out there to listening right now and are going to listen on the podcast or be like, oh, no. you know, Here we go. It's going to stir up the pot. Well, in case you didn't realize or listened to Tuesday's show, which we haven't gotten posted yet, and I apologize, our producer's been kind of a slacker lately. He thinks, like, you know, life issues and things like that, uh, you know, can be a good excuse to not be on top of things. But I'll let it slide just for another couple more weeks, but then uh, I'm going to start cracking the whip here and, uh, you know, have him quit slacking. But uh, on Tuesday's show, as you'll hear when I get it posted this evening, if you haven't listened to it yet, I've kind of moved away from the nonsensical I'm going to say nonsensical but uh I don't know whatever you want to call it I'm I'm on a mission and I kind of made that clear Tuesday night I'm 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 not trying to appease anyone I'm trying to make a point and to educate people so <clears throat> as I feel my my blood pressure going up and my uh drive going cannabis and kids and don't you dare judge me before you hear what I have to say so I'm going to go ahead and put it out there to all you listening there are so many different aspects to cannabis or marijuana and children that do not get discussed nearly enough and this is something that i would love to have a continuing conversation about on numerous episodes about cannabis and children because there's so many different facets and so many different genres that um can be focused on in the realm of cannabis and children marijuana and kids I need to stop for a moment and backtrack because I pulled up a page here um, because I wanted to give props uh, to the music we've been playing. I'm, I'm guilty and of not uh, giving musicians the, the props of the music you're listening to. Uh, we started the show with Beebs and her moneymaker, Miss Captain Kangaroo. Um, then we had the Funky Seeds on after that. And what you just listened to in the past break was Danka. Um, and I want to give a shout out to the guys at Danka. Um, hopefully we're going to have them on the show maybe broadcast from one of their shows lives. Uh, but for all you Florida folks here on the Gulf Coast, uh, they are coming to Sarasota, St. Pete, and Clearwater. Um, they're going to be at Jake's Tavern August 30th in Sarasota, August 31st at Sloppy Pelican in St. Pete, uh, September 1st at Billy D's in Clearwater, um, and that is Danka, who you just listened to on the last break. So uh, if you're in the Gulf Coast of Florida, or if you're not and you want to take a vacation and come visit, uh, come check them out. All right, so I just had a throw that in there because i'm trying to be more conscientious of that and i apologize uh to any of the artists whose music we've played in the past and i haven't given you proper credit i'm it's something i'm working on um cannabis and kids marijuana and children um i guess first and foremost i'm going to start by uh the basics it is really up to you the parent um 
to decide when you want to have that discussion with your children about marijuana. Um, twofold. One, if you are a marijuana user yourself and you want to educate your children just so it's not a taboo subject in and around your home and you're not sneaking to like the laundry room or hiding in a closet or going into the bathroom or whatever the case is and sneaking around your kids, it's always a great idea to talk to your children about things. And if you... and, and and it's and you're being a hypocrite if you are sneaking and smoking and keeping it from your children and not having the discussion. I'm not saying obviously talk to your two year old and four year old so they can walk around and be like, "Mom and Dad smoke marijuana" or whatever the case is. But you know when you have a, a preteen or or when you think that they can acknowledge and understand the reasons behind it, it's a great opportunity to open discussion and talk with your children. Uh, it, this is a topic. Uh, talking about marijuana with your children and anyone else is something that needs to happen more more and more frequently as i said on tuesday's show it's a social it's a social thing that uh people need to talk about it more and we got to stop hiding and stop being afraid and stop you know there's a whole anti-bullying campaign and what i'm going to put out there and say we are not going to be bullied anymore we cannot be bullied and by not allowing ourselves to be bullied by the government by the police about something that truly helps us and helps others starts with education and to educate our children about things that we feel are appropriate are is the best course of action. And as I said on Tuesday night show, you know, talking to your kids about cannabis use, about marijuana, is the same thing as talking to your kids about sex. Um, if it's something that's going to be a part of their life, something that's part of your life, um, it's something that needs to be discussed. And you know, as a parent myself, you know, obviously my children, both my children know what I do and how I do it and, and what I do uh, professionally and, and socially. Um, and, you know, it's, it, uh, and I'm speaking for a lot of parents out there. Obviously, it's not an easy thing because it's more of not, you're not sometimes worried about just the discussion with your children, but you're worried about what other people may think or, you know, Department of Social Services, et cetera, et cetera. Having said that, if you are smart about the things you discuss and the things you have and the things you do, you know, then uh, obviously if you're wise about it, you don't need to worry about how it's going to affect, you know, the people that surround your family. Because if your children are educated properly, it's not just, oh, my mom and dad smoke pot. You know, my 10-year-old can have a, a logical and rational conversation about cannabis with the best of them, <laughs> you know, because he's educated. My 16-year-old, as they say on Sopranos, forget about it. I mean, he can run circles around some of the best of them. You know, I guess it, it, it happens when you're my kids. But none, nonetheless, you know, I felt it's important my children need to be educated. You know, because honestly, when you have a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 13, 14, 17-year-old, 16-year-old that's educated about cannabis use, they're not going to fall into that demographic of, of irresponsible teenagers and, you know, being irresponsible with, with quote-unquote drug use or things like that. Furthermore, if you have, you know, a teenager that's going to basically educate an adult on a subject, you know, on a topic such as marijuana, that can also make a very significant impact on an adult as well. You know, here you're having, you know, your teenager who's educated that is turning around and basically telling it like it is to another adult and educating them. And, you know, adults really don't like being told by kids, you know, the right and wrong thing, so on and so forth. And 
the difference today than it was many years ago is the wonderful thing called Google. Because, you know, my son, and I've heard him say it, oh, you don't believe what I'm saying? Google it right now, you know? And no one has an excuse to not be able to do it, you know? So uh, it's one of those things that, that, that really... Um, that's really important to that I feel is really important to to talk about with your kids is, is cannabis in general. If you're not per se a cannabis user, but you're pro cannabis, still talk to your children about cannabis use. Educate them. The more information you get to your children, the more information number one they grow with, and the more information they can utilize um, in the future to help educate and make other people aware. A very good example is uh, Peter the Peacock book. It is was written by um, Morgan Carmen. She's 17 years old, um, still technically a child, even though very much so she's not. Um, she wrote this book. Her mother, Geneva, obviously educated her and, and influenced her enough to be able to write said book. And here you have a 17-year-old girl that is educating... Some people, they had a booth at Hempfest. They're being featured in, in different newspapers. They're being interviewed. I mean, so much is going on for them. And this is a child who is educated properly in cannabis and wrote a book about it. Wrote a book that, that is gaining in popularity and I think is a great gateway introduction to the world of marijuana for everyone, not just children, even though it is a children's book geared towards children. So right there is a very very good example of how educating your children properly on any topic i'm going to focus on marijuana because obviously that's what this show is about but educating your children properly on any topic benefits them today tomorrow and you know down the road in the future especially in the world of marijuana where you know we are taking charge we are starting to win this war we are starting to get on top of things and it's time to discuss it and talk about it um, if you need help or information on how to start a conversation with your children about cannabis I have two suggestions one is email me david at radio.com with your questions and I'll answer them to the best of my ability number two start with a book like if a peacock finds a pot leaf you can order on Amazon go to barnesandnoble.com any of the major online book retailers sell the book get a copy of it leave it for your kids to read if you feel awkward about starting the conversation get the book let them read it and then let them ask you questions and answer it um and that's uh basically how i'm going to start the whole thing of marijuana and children cannabis and kids um is talking to your children about cannabis responsible responsible cannabis use and consumption um, we're going to jump to another quick song and we'll be back. We're going to talk about uh, the next issue of, of medical use and children. There is a blackbird picking out a squirrel, ripping out some night in this Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio, and I uh, would like to welcome DopeBoxRadio.com uh, listeners here. Uh, now that you're tuning in, you're listening to Cannabis Network Radio. Um, 
and uh, we are now, I guess, uh, acquisition taken over. Yeah, we're broadcasting we're live on Dopebox Radio. Broadcasting as well. live hey. on Dopebox Radio as well. So, welcome, folks, to Dopebox Radio listeners. Uh, moving and shaking. This is Cannabis Network Radio. Topic of discussion tonight: cannabis and kids. So, as promised, why do? Hold on a second. I don't know if any of you out there listening to the show are hearing this, but I have to ask. I hear buzzing in my ears. Is there a reason for that? Uh, I was just trying to figure that out, but uh, I don't think it's going through, so we're good. Okay, just just making sure. So, because um, I'm catching a buzz, not the kind I, <laughs> I like. I wasn't trying to pull a funny. I'm just telling you, I'm catching a buzz in my ear. All right, moving right along. Oh, and by the way, um, if anyone ever tells you that if someone blows cannabis smoke into your ear, um, it can get you high, it's not true. <laughs> you shouldn't blow anything into your ear. Um, but I just had to put that in there. That was, I guess, my stoner moment <laughs> or thought for the moment. All right. Uh, getting back to reality here of cannabis and kids, marijuana and children, uh, highly controversial and uh, discussed subject. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of medical marijuana and children. Um, if you go to this wonderful thing called the internet and go to Google or pretty much any search engine, I have to like Google because they're somewhat marijuana friendly pro marijuana and you put in, uh, marijuana and children, uh, you'll come up with all kinds of things. But most recently on August 7th, um, CNN, uh, had a feature about marijuana stopping a child's severe seizure seizures. Um, Governor Christie in New Jersey okayed a medical marijuana bill for ill children. Um, part of, I guess, the reefer madness that has come along uh, with cannabis or and marijuana is the whole idea of, oh, it's it's a drug, it's horrible, you know, I don't want it for my children, and uh, it'll mess up their lives. Wow. And... Uh, People have this stigma or, or weirdness about it. You know, and, and it's funny. It, you know, from from coming from the adult entertainment industry, which is what I was in prior, prior to becoming an activist, you know, one of the biggest focuses I had in the 10 years I worked in the adult entertainment industry was education. Um, there's a lot of similarities um, between parents talking to their kids about sex and parents talking to their kids about cannabis. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess just because of my life and the things that I do, I maybe look at things a little bit differently, but I don't understand why it's a difficult subject, you know, especially cannabis sex. I, I can somewhat understand. Um, it's awkward to talk to your own child about it. Um, but marijuana, there really shouldn't be any awkwardness, especially if, if you're a user yourself and if you have been using and if you are an adult and you go back to your teenage years. I mean, there's there's no reason why you can't have a discussion with, with your children about it, especially your teenage kids. Um, but uh, there definitely are medical benefits, and some children really do need it. And the... The, the stereotyping and the hype of, oh, well, you know, some people say, oh, well, it shouldn't be available to, to people under the age of 21. And, and you know, I, I don't really have an opinion about recreational use. Why? Because myself at a young age realized that by 
cannabis consumption, I was able to make it through school. And I'm speaking personally. I, I never would have made it through high school. I never would have made it through college, uh, graduate school. None of that if I was not a cannabis user. It helped me focus on doing my work. It helped me take care of what I needed to take care of. And it truly was medicine for me, just as much as Adderall or Ritalin or Vyvanse or any of those other um, attention deficit disorder, you know, drugs that are out there. Um, I chose, you know, from a teenager on to be responsible and not use pharmacological, you know, processed drugs and realized that by using cannabis, it helped me um, and it helped me achieve my goals. It helped me be more or less a straight-A student. Um, it helped me finish high school, helped me finish college, graduate school. I mean, you know, I did it all while using pot. <laughs> so, uh, and I have to attribute that to my use of pot and not using things like Ritalin, Vyvanse, Adderall, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it really does help me uh, think and focus on the things that I need to do. So, I can speak for myself now as an adult and as a teenager is I wish I understood it better. I, I wish I had someone that was able to explain it to me. But of course, you know, when I was a teenager, that was a long time ago. And uh, it's weird saying that it makes me feel old, but it was a long time ago and I have to kind of come to grips with that. But it was a long time ago and it wasn't as open a, of a subject and widely accepted subject. Um, cannabis, I, I can safely say, legal or not in your state it's still a mainstream now it is a mainstream subject matter it is a mainstream topic um major media is talking about it um and uh it's one of those things that we don't need to stop or be worried about discussing in public anymore i mean i hear more and more conversations about it um that i overhear um it it, it I would say at least once a day in interactions outside of obviously interactions I have with people, I hear someone talking about or making some sort of cannabis or pot reference um, out in public. And I'm not talking about just on TV or, or whatnot. Um, and it could be one of those things. It's kind of like when you're doing something, when you're involved in something, you kind of pick out those conversations. It's kind of like when you buy a new car, all of a sudden you notice so many more of that type of car on the road as you did before. Um, it's kind of one of those things. So I guess when I hear people talk about pot or make references to it, you know, it's something I pick up on pretty quick and, and listen in. Um, but the medical benefits of cannabis are, are overwhelming. Um, there is no dispute, um, especially since uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta came out and you know also backed up the medical benefits of cannabis. Um, not to say that he's this, you know, be all end all, but, you know, he's a major media figure. I mean, CNN has gotten behind, uh, you know, the medical marijuana movement, um, which is a big deal to us. And there's so many advantages to using natural medicine in general, or alternative medicine over big pharma. And, you know, big pharma makes enough money you know, doing so many other things, you know, and, and cannabis is not a cure all as much as I hate to say that. I mean, it, it, it cures a lot. It helps a lot. Um, but there's certain things, unfortunately, that, you know, we have to resort, res, you know, resort to pharmacological 
uses. I mean, I met a doctor at, you know, Hempfest who said that he believes in chemotherapy in conjunction with cannabis as where me, I adamantly feel that chemotherapy is something that destroys the body from the inside out and doesn't offer any benefit. So everyone has their own personal opinion on things, but you know, I would rather have someone doing minimal chemotherapy, which is not as hard as full force chemotherapy and cannabis use than just using pharmacologicals, which has been proven to not work. People are still dying. You know, you don't hear stories about, oh, well, you know, this person was at stage three and stage four and went for chemotherapy. And you hear about people going to remission. You hear about people, whatever, but it always comes back. In the world of cannabis, you hear that I did cannabis oil treatment and it's gone. <laughs> Those are all stories I've heard. So, you know, when your kid is sick, terminally ill if you want to put it at that um, has horrible seizures and cannabis can help them there's no reason you know know, i'm gonna say at this point you know usually i say fuck society sorry i can't use bad language anymore i apologize so we're gonna censor that out screw society um and and i'm gonna you know do what's right to help my kid and make my kid live a normal life that's what it was however society is changing so I think this fo- this falls into uh, the conversation that we had on Tuesday night about social interactions. Again, if your ch- child is sick, if you choose to use cannabis for your child, make a big deal about it. Let people know that this is helping your child. Now, I'm saying do it wisely. Don't like, you know, if you're in a place that you know you're going to have your kid taken away from you or whatever the case is, my suggestion is document uh, the stages, document how it helps. Um, And honestly, to protect yourself and to protect your children. um, And if your child really is sick, and I know this is not a simple thing to do, but I just had a conversation with someone on the phone earlier today about this. Move to a state where it's legal, Um, you know, for the benefit of your child or any other family member that, that is ill that needs you know, to have access, safe access to, to true medicine um, and the medicinal benefits of cannabis. Um, but I urge people to definitely, like, go and do some research about medical marijuana for kids. Um, the worry that's out there, I think, is is a useless worry. I think it's more based on reefer madness than anything else. And I definitely know that there's benefit to uh, lots of elements and issues that, that kids have um, that, that can be benefit from the use of medical marijuana. So, I mean, there's so much more I can talk about on the subject, but I kind of want to touch on different things. So I'm kind of going to leave this one, uh, at where it is, um, on the use of, of medical marijuana and, and children. Um, and we're going to take uh, another short break, listen to some tunes. And, uh, I actually forgot again, even though, um, I was given the information. Um, the last break, we listened to the Water Tower or Bucket Boys and the Disco Biscuits. Um, we're going to listen to some tunes when we come back. I'm actually going to talk about uh, teenage uh, cannabis use um, and your adolescent and cannabis uh, here on Cannabis Network Radio. I'm free.
back to Cannabis Network Radio. That was the wonderful tunes that abruptly ended uh, from Christy Lene. Um, okay, so for the next couple of minutes, we're going to just kind of wrap up uh, tonight's show talking about uh, teenage use of cannabis. Cannabis. I did it again. I'm like, cannabis. Teenage use of marijuana. Damn it. I'm just going to go ahead and use the word marijuana. For those of you that are haters of the word marijuana, don't care. And I know people say, oh, well, that's not true advocacy. Well, I'm going to here to tell you, whatever you call it, reefer, marijuana, ganja, cannabis, pot, wacky tobacco, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing. And for you purists out there, like, oh, you have to always call it cannabis, you're an idiot. I'm just going to put it out there. I just, I just have to say that um, because that's not education. Uh, you know, people use slang terms all day, every day. Um, hell, we talk about LOL and TXT and RFIOL and LOFL, whatever. So, you know, if I can't say marijuana without someone getting their panties in a bind, I'm just sorry about that. Tough. Okay. So, teenage use and marijuana. It is a very controversial controversial subject. Um I'm going to start by saying this. I would much rather have my teen- teenager using pot and smoking pot and using cannabis and smoking cigarettes any day of the week. I'll put that out there right now. The legal ramifications might be a little bit different in your state. Health-wise and in general, I would much rather have my child using cannabis than smoking cigarettes. Plain and simple. I'm going to start this topic off with that statement. Cigarettes are a gateway drug. Alcohol is a gateway drug. Cannabis, marijuana, is not a gateway drug. Menthol cigarettes is a gateway drug. Cannabis, not a gateway drug. Wine coolers are a gateway drug. Cannabis, not a gateway drug. I think I made my point in regard to uh, that matter. How do you deal with your child when you find out they're using marijuana? I am personally torn on the subject. I haven't had to deal with with that scenario or situation yet. Don't know if I will or or won't. However, I have been asked and, and by people of what should I do. My answer is like this. Number one. What did you do when you were their age? Were you using pot? Were you smoking pot? Were you not? Why did you start? What are your reasons for using it now? These are all things that you need to take consideration when you need to have that t- that conversation with your teenager. <clears throat> I It's hard for me as an advocate and as a, a pro-marijuana person to say, Oh, yeah, I think teenagers should be able to go ahead and use cannabis, you know, recreationally, uh, you know, whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say. However, I'm also not naive to the fact that kids are going to smoke cigarettes. They're going to sneak cigarettes. They're going to do things, you know, hush-hush and on the down low. and, And, you know... I make a lot of cannabis and you know sex education references because uh, the more and more I'm talking about it, there's so many similarities. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I would much rather provide my children—not the saying that I am or do—I'm I'm type I'm talking hypothetically. 
my children with quality cannabis than them getting junk on the street that God knows what's in it. Just like I'd rather give my kids condoms if I know they're having sex to make sure that they're safe. That is proper parental. I mean, you know, to say, no, you can't do it or abstain. Yes, you can guide your children in the way that you might feel is appropriate, but the actions they choose to take are something that you can't always control as much as you want to think you can. So if you find out your children are using pot, you need to have a conversation with them about it. You need to talk with them about responsible use. You need to find out the reasons why they're using it. Because if they truly are using it just because their friends are doing it, it makes them feel good and whatever, then that might be a good thing to say, all right, well, maybe you need to wait until you're 18 or 21 or whatever the case is, you know, just kind of like, you know, alcohol or tobacco. As much as I hate putting cannabis in the same realm of that, but I do understand and see the reasons behind that. However, if your children are going to use it regardless of what it is and they're going to sneak it, wouldn't you much rather know that your ch what your children are putting into their body or what they're getting into than not? And I'm not condoning those actions. However, responsible parenting is to help your children make the right choices and also to protect your children. And I know that in my case, that if I know that my children or my child or my son is using cannabis and he's buying it off of some street dealer somewhere or he's getting it from his friend who got it from a friend who got it from someone else you know i don't know what went into that plant i don't know what it could be mixed with or laced with or added to and you know where it's from or whatever and if my child is going to say well i'm going to use cannabis you know whatever and that's what i want to do and i had a conversation i educated him and you know whatever i think the responsible thing would be to provide my child with proper you know medical you know grade or high quality grade cannabis as opposed to them sneaking crap or potentially making themselves sick from buying something or getting something in an unsafe environment or getting hurt um, to having access for it but I'm gonna take a step back from saying that and say you need to really qualify the reasons of why your teenager is is smoking pot if it's just strictly for social reasons then you know you need to have more of a discussion so you know there's really you know time and a place for everything um, you know, maybe not 21 or maybe 18 might be a good age to, to think about starting using it. But if your kid says, Hey, I feel different. I feel better. I'm able to do this. You need to listen to what they're saying and understand more than just be upset or angry. You have to have an opportunity to listen to what your, your children say. And obviously as a parent, you have a final answer and a final say. And, you know, again, I'm not condoning this, but it's one of those things like anything else, like your children smoking cigarettes, your children having, you know, sex at a young age, um, your children drinking alcohol. These are all things that happen in the world of teenagers. Shit. I mean, I did it, uh, you know, like it was my life, you know, so on and so forth. And I wish I had a responsible adult that was able to that I was able to confide in and talk to about these different things. You know, I, you know, I didn't always make the best choices about things as as a teenager, but I also was a teenager and and didn't have, you know, a, an outreach or an outsource to talk to. And I feel as a parent now, I feel that I want to know that I, that that my children are comfortable coming to talk to me about anything. You know, and I've always told my children just come and talk to me about whatever you need to talk to me about. You know, as long as you're honest with me, I'm going to be cool. I'm not going to be upset about it. We'll figure out what needs to be done. If you lie to me or you're dishonest or whatever, then that's where we have a problem. You know, my goal as a parent is to help my children, to guide them, to keep them safe. And in the world of marijuana, there's just such diversity in regard to that statement because I want to protect my children. If they're going to go ahead and use cannabis, regardless of whether I condone it or not, 
just like children use alcohol and cigarettes, I would much rather know that that my son is using proper bud or getting it from a secure place then god knows where and you know maybe I, maybe i am wrong for making a statement like that but i find that to be protective of my children and you know what if i saw my son smoking a cigarette i'd smack him you know i i i you know parents in general just put this like vague veil of Oh, yeah, I don't know if my kid really would do that, so on and so forth. But we have to take a step into reality and find out the facts of of whether or not, you know, the reasons behind something's happening. And responsible parenting is educating, understanding, listening, and protecting your children. Um, and again, you know, this is something, I mean, I'm running over an hour now, but this is, these are topics I can talk about for hours on end. And, and I really should do a whole series on you know, cannabis and kids. But, uh, you know, it's important to listen to your kids and not just make snap judgments and not let society jurisdict what's going to happen with your children. You need to think about the actions they're taking, why they're doing it. You need to educate them in, on it. You need to understand why they're doing it and then use your knowledge of what you have to educate them properly and guide them in the right direction, whatever that may be and whatever you feel is appropriate as a parent. Um, and that's, I think, where I'm going to conclude the show for this evening. Um, but if you have any questions, if you have any comments, or you want some feedback, you know, by all means, email me, David at radio.com. Um, and I'm more than happy to, to discuss whatever, you know, you want to discuss. And, and I'm going to end the show by saying I am not condoning teenage use, recreational use of cannabis. However, we also need to recognize that it's going to happen. And there is an appropriate and a not appropriate way to deal with the situation, just like anything else. And we need to go ahead and take the knowledge that we have as adults and as parents and use that in the best interest of our children across the board. My name is David Kowalski. You've been listening to Cannabis Network Radio. I hope everyone has a good and safe evening. And we'll be talking to you next week on Tuesday. Have a good night.